Okay, so Frozen Fenway. <laughs> Back to that. <laughs> Frozen Fenway. We should actually start probably talking about it. Yeah. yeah I, I don't I mean honestly, since I don't I don't really follow NCAA hockey and certainly not Who hockey do I? East. Uh I don't know that much about BU. They're the Terriers. Yeah. Uh, my tiny hockey daughter, Rebecca Russo, went there. Uh, that is all I know. Um, uh, let's so. see. Oh, well, I mean, Eichel. the obvious, like, Eichel went there. <laughs> um, Shattenkirk, which I only know because of Rosen Fenway. Because yeah. Yeah, like, I had people no want Shattenkirk jerseys for some reason. I didn't know. Hello and welcome to Ugly Sweaters, the podcast about hockey jerseys. I am, as always, your host, Kelsey McCoy, and with me is the co-host, Joe Cuevas. Uh, hi, I guess. I'm not really <laughs> sure what else I'm going to say here. How was your week in hockey? I don't know. Yeah, uh, we, we really need to figure out something for this section, because <laughs> it's usually <laughs> like me of... saying hi awkwardly. Yeah, <laughs> intro and banter. yeah. Uh, I mean, my week in hockey was good. I went to a game this weekend. It was fun. Got to, got to see Corey Perry lead a scrappy team of misfits to falling just short of another scrappy team. I mean, I don't know if the Wild are really a scrappy team this year. And now they know when this was recorded. Sweet. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's going up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, no, the Wilds aren't really that scrappy. They were very solid defensively. They uh, were playing almost exclusively in the duck zone, except for when it was cleared uh, when the Wild were shorthanded. So, I mean, it was a good game for the Minnesota Wild. Thanks, Boudreaux. (laughs) I guess you can win that building sometimes. He just can't win a game seven in that building. Yes, that's that's correct. Or at all, apparently. Yes, yeah, so this week, uh, we're doing something a little bit different than what we've done previously. Um, we are not talking about an NHL jersey. We're talking about uh, a jersey that comes to us out of the NCAA. Uh, so it's specifically the Boston University Frozen Fenway jersey. Uh, from 2010, because I'm not sure if the ones from other years look different. True. So it's the 2010 Boston University Frozen Fenway jersey, which is a lot of qualifiers. So uh, we should probably explain why it has all those qualifiers. Um, (laughs) uh, So uh, I can't say every year because it doesn't seem to happen every year, but... Several years in in what clearly appears to be an attempt to be an annual event. Yeah, so most years in the recent history... um, the Boston area has mounted an outdoor hockey event called Frozen Fenway, which, as you would expect from that name, is the uh, an outdoor event at Fenway Park, which is the baseball stadium in the Boston area and in Boston proper, I guess. Um, they put a rink in the middle of the stadium, and then they play a shit ton of hockey there over at least this this year. At least it's. Um, two like weeks. all of January? Yeah. yeah, it's like two full weeks, and they play a lot of NCAA hockey, like basically all of Hockey East, that conference, 
plays game outdoor games there. They have women's games. They have high school games. They have kids games. There's public skates at some point. Yeah, it's just like a two-week-long celebration of New England hockey at maybe the premier New England venue. Yeah. And it's like looks like a really cool event. It really does. Um, the A lot of the branding choices behind it look cool. The idea of skating at Fenway Park is cool, uh, which is why the Bruins sort of kicked off the idea of that in the 2010 Winter Classic? Yeah, 2010. Uh, which was also the first year for us in Fenway. Hey, look at that. Possibly because they already had the rink. <laughs> they already had the rink. It was the right size. <laughs> <laughs> NCAA hockey is played on the same size sheet as uh, NHL hockey, it turns out. Yes. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's a really cool idea to, like, take the Winter Classic venue, take the, you know, the ice sheet, and use it for other events, use it for other types of hockey games, not just for the NHL. Um, I mean, I think it probably oh, yeah, would only absolutely. work in a city like Boston, uh, yeah. which has both a cold enough January temperatures to like maintain an outdoor ice sheet, um, but also like such a rich hockey culture that you can put on, you know, something like seven or eight NCAA games. To the um, point where uh, the BCBU game at the first Frozen Fenway actually outsold the Bruins Flyers Winter Classic. According to Wikipedia, yeah, I mean, because... which I'm not sure how reliable that is, but according to Wikipedia, <laughs> 38,472 people attended BC versus BU, and 38,112 people attended Bruins versus Flyers. I mean, because Bruins Flyers requires people from Philadelphia, you know, yeah. to come up, and whereas, like, you know, BC, BU, those You've are got, two like, Boston... basically the entire student bodies. <laughs> Yeah, and and they're just such that's such a rich rivalry, like not just in hockey, but just in general. Yeah, um, the sort of two One of the great cross collegiate rivalries. Yeah, colleges, and they're both in Bo- in Boston, and like you'd get so many, like you get students, you get alumni, you just get locals, you know, who you know root for one or the other. Have some stake in this, I guess. And then Fenway is also just like a really cool venue, like. Yeah. So it's sort of kind of the best of, of everything there. Yeah. Um, although that um, does mean having to be outside for several hours in Boston in January, uh, yeah. which uh, doesn't seem pleasant to me. Yeah, I passed on an AHL outdoor game for that same reason. And I live in California. Yeah. I mean, I have spent time out like lots of time outside in the bitter bitter cold and i don't think i would uh be wanting to do that unless i really liked one of the teams and i guess like you do when it's like a collegiate rivalry like that oh yeah like like it's sort of a lifestyle for uh definitely bruins and flyers fans but also in college there's not necessarily a lot of other things you're going to be doing with mm -hmm. your free time in uh, January, so that's like yeah. over most schools' winter break. Yeah, uh, and like at this point, you've probably already seen BU or BC play at least once. Uh, you're probably planning on seeing them many times in the future. Uh, so, like, why not see them at Fenway Park? 
Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, like we said, it doesn't require anybody to really travel. You know, everybody's there. So that means you can, you know, have a big party. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I'm not sure where else could really support this type of big. It would really have to be New England in the United States. I mean, you could do it in Minnesota. You could do. Um, you could do like high school outdoor games in Minnesota. They do. Um, so actually, there's coming up is Hockey Day Minnesota, which um, is sort of they put on a big outdoor thing with a lot of local high school teams. I think that the Gophers probably make some sort of appearance, but I don't think there's an actual NCAA game. Sure. Um, I think you could probably support though, uh, Gophers Bulldogs. So the University of Minnesota Twin Cities and the University of Minnesota Duluth um, outdoor game in Minnesota like in the cities but um other yeah. than that i don't and I, but I, you certainly couldn't do this sort of scale where yeah. it's not just boston i mean obviously there's bc and bu both play and the university of massachusetts and providence and maine and yukon and yeah new hampshire like all of these uh, division three schools get in on it. yeah like really it's it's sort of all of the um new england uh hockey schools end up playing yeah I know uh, during the stadium series last year, they actually did uh, NC, uh, NCHC schools at uh, uh, at Coors Field for uh, what uh, on the same ice as the Avalanche Red Wings game. So it actually surprises me that they didn't do something like that, or if they did, it wasn't collegiate for the Wild Blackhawks outdoor game at TCF Bank Stadium. The issue with that is that it was like the football state. Like I think I don't know. I'm actually, yeah, you're right. I am surprised now that I think about it that they didn't um, do something with that. But yeah, like it seems like the perfect storm, uh, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, uh, I and mean, I definitely didn't hear anything about that. Though. It might have just been that, it, like, it got announced. Like the Stadium Series games are announced later than the Winter Classic. Yeah. Um, so it might have just been like a by the time that was announced and like finalized the ncaa schedule was already set and it just you know didn't really work yeah. out um and like it's definitely easier to get like call two colorado teams that are already in denver to denver yeah than it is to be like okay so we're going to need to get someone from twin cities and then someone from out twin cities into the twin cities for like three days yeah because you could do it with you could do it with duluth you could do it with um you could do it with wisconsin you could do Badgers. Can you do like St. Cloud State? Yeah, you could do St. Cloud State. You could probably do Bemidji. Um, but like those are all like just out of. But Twin they're Cities. all yeah. It's it like the closest of those is St. Cloud, and that's still two hours down the road. So yeah. Um, so my dad says it's ninety minutes. It's be... not ninety minutes. <laughs> that's the sort of thing where they would probably have to be like staying for some prolonged amount of time, and it's just too logistically difficult. To try to figure. Yeah, and like, you know, especially if you're dealing with like the schedule's already sort of set and then you're trying to rearrange it and maybe it just doesn't work out because of travel and, and, um, but I would be cool. Yeah, because this was Colorado Springs versus, this is Colorado College in Colorado Springs versus University of Denver in Denver. So it's like they're already there. It's not a mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing that's true of Frozen Fenway just in general. Uh, although all of Hockey East does come, that's more of a cultural thing of being in the Northeastern United States. 
because uh, like the, the marquee games are going to be the intra Boston games, the sorts of games that you would be seeing at the Bean Pot. Mm-hmm. So, like, but also, uh, you know, you know, you're bringing in people from sure, like parts of New England, but geographically, it's all relatively close to each other. Like Providence is really only is. an hour from Boston. Yeah, um, and obviously, like UNH is a little bit farther. You know, some of the main schools are a little bit farther, but it's still not that far. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do, say, for example, Minnesota, Wisconsin, it's a six-hour drive between yeah. the Twin Cities and Madison. So you just it just makes it more logistically difficult. Yeah, there's like two hours between Ontario and Bakersfield, and I'm an hour out from Ontario. So that was a good call. <laughs> I love that there's an Ontario, California. It's very confusing for several people. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about hockey. So, uh... We've talked about outdoor jerseys in the past. Uh, they usually take design cues from the uh, from the past. This sort of takes a different way of approaching that classical look by instead emulating one of the most uh, classical jerseys in baseball. Yeah, it goes uh, hard on the Fenway theme and takes a lot of design cues from the Red Sox. Yeah, so, <laughs> like uh, a lot. They use the sort of Red Sox Boston um, font. Or, you know, it says, obviously, the front, so the front of the jersey says Boston, and then, interestingly, and this is just a thing that it seems like BU jerseys do, has a number on the front yeah. um, instead of a crest, and then it says Boston, yeah. but normally it just uses a pretty basic kind of hockey-ish font, and then, in this case, it uses um, the Red Sox font. Yeah. Uh, and then... The other things it does is on the sleeves, uh, normally where you find TV numbers, it has, so like the Red Sox uh, sort of socks, Red sock socks. local, <laughs> socks logo, um, little sort of pair of red socks, uh, except for it has made them into skates. Which is which, adorable. <laughs> it is. It's, it's adorable. It's a great little design cue because that's such a recognizable um, logo. Uh that it works really really well yeah it really does its job in that it takes a boston university jersey and then says what if this game were in fenway park yeah i mean and the base boston university jerseys i mean it's like a bright red with white striping and it says says boston and then has the number on the front and that's about it. Like, it's a very simple jersey, which is pretty common in the NCAA. Yeah. You know, you don't I mean, usually it's pretty get... standard, pretty iconic NCAA jersey. Yeah, you don't usually get too involved in terms of logos um, or iconography. So it's like a decent looking jersey. And then, yeah, like you said, they just added these uh, Red Sox cues. It is interesting to me about about the sort of Boston University jersey in general that has the number on the front. Yeah. Because that's very uncommon in It looks uh, a lot like uh, one of the really old Islanders alts. Yeah. Like, it's just not something you see very often uh, in in hockey jerseys, uh, particularly not these days. And so it's it's definitely usually a shoot in favor of, like, shoulder or sleeve-mounted TV numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. In this case, it kind of almost makes it look a little bit more, especially with the Red Sox font, it almost makes it look a little bit more like a baseball jersey. Which I think uh, is sort of the thing they were going for. Uh, not necessarily intentionally with that design cue, but mm-hmm. 
the fact that it does come together in that sense works extra well here. Mm-hmm. Especially because it looks like on their normal, jer- like on their normal home jerseys, uh, the numbers and the letters are like in white against them the red base. Yeah. And here it's got the red base, but it does the sort of baseball thing where it's got the white outline of the number and the and then the Boston, but it's the it's red so it's like just the white outline with the red on the red yeah um, which definitely sort of highlights that kind of baseball feel yeah i i like it <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh, it's a nice jersey it's it's simple even the striping is very simple it's just got like a single white stripe on the base and the, or on the tail and then uh, it does a really good job of looking classic without necessarily just dragging out an old design yeah, I Although mean, it's this is based around the standard BU design. It's not just the standard BU design. Yeah, I think it's very recognizably both a BU jersey and like something special. Yes, which is kind of like the best thing, to, like the best way to go with, or I should say, the ideal um, of yeah. sort of these event jerseys is that it should both be recognizably you know, your school or your team. And it should also, there should be things about it that signal that this is a special event. This is different than, you know, your average game. Yeah. And it looks just like every other BU jersey, but at the same time, it looks just like a Red Sox jersey. So (laughs) yeah, it works. Although it does bother me because the Red Sox do not have a red red alt. Oh yeah, they don't. Like this looks just like the Red Sox red alt, except for the fact that it's says Boston because that's what a Boston University jersey says. <laughs> yeah. Minor detail. I mean, and, and obviously Boston University is sort of one of the premier NCAA men's programs. Yeah. Not you know not even I mean they win they win the the championship. Um, they're sort of always like one of the top teams, but they also just in terms of production of NHL players. But how much yeah. of that is because of how intensively scouted Boston University and the other Hockey East teams are? Yeah, I mean, it very well could be. It's probably a cycle, right? Like, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, like, Boston University is definitely more intensively scouted than a lot of other schools. Like, you've got the regular games that scouts probably go to. And there's also the Bean Pot, where you've got the Hockey East schools in Boston and Harvard, for some reason, battling for dominance. And I think, though, that then you can, like having it be so heavily scouted helps attract top prospects absolutely so i think that it's which then you know makes the program better so it's probably like a yeah like you said a bit of both i mean most recently most notably jack eichel uh was a terrier Um, yeah you know among others among among several others, others all things considered so it's like every couple years there's some really good players uh in 2009 there were like a ton um yeah no, uh, even couple... the son of rogi vashan <laughs> wait really really there's a, a vashan yes. went to nicholas vashan went to boston oh, university yeah. nick vashan that's sort of great he was there with keith kachuk yeah <laughs> it's sort of great <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good program and i think that like it's kind of cool then to have these, these special events like this because, like, you know, obviously the NHL has now an increasing series of these types of outdoor events, but you really don't see them at the college level. 
Yeah. Uh, so it would be really cool, like, to to be able to play in something like this, especially like for the guys who are sort of, they play in NCAA and then they never go on to any sort of professional career. Uh, yeah. So to be able to play in something like this would just be so cool. I mean, I'd love to do it even like on beer league. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they go to the NHL, but they don't play for the Blackhawks, uh, so they never get an outdoor game. Yep. Like, uh, Jack Eichel's been sitting in Boston for a couple of seasons. Or not Boston, in Buffalo for a couple of seasons. Although, he only was, he was only in Boston for one season. For Anyway, uh, he's yeah. been sitting in Buffalo for a couple of seasons. They haven't had an outdoor game yet, and they might not next season because... I thought they the... were the first Winter Classic. I thought it was them and... They had, they had the first Winter Classic, but they haven't had any recently. Okay. Yeah, that's and, the only outdoor game that they've had. And next season, they might not even get the Winter Classic because the stadium at New Era Field is going to be internationalized. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be too big. I mean, you just put up boards. Like, you just... Like, because with, like, with... I feel like you could do it pretty easily in a venue, like, in an outdoor venue, because you just... You don't have seats right there on the glass, so True. you just you just move the boards in. It just could be like a potential issue logistically. Oh, I'm sure. I like. I'm sure they won't do that. But <laughs> I feel like, like know, just it off wouldn't the cuff, be hard. But of course, solution. it's the NHL, so everything's gonna, like way harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Do we rate the jersey now? <laughs> is that how the show? Yeah. Is? Oh, sorry. I was still just looking at the schedule again. I was looking at the women's schedule for the Frozen Fenway. Because there's only one D1 women's game. Yeah. Just Harvard, BC, and then... Which makes sense. It's a Hockey East rivalry. Yeah. Wait, no, it's not. Is Wait, is Harvard women's in Hockey East? I have no idea. Because like, sometimes it's weird where the women's program is going to be in a better conference than yeah. the program. Yeah. That might be the case, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I mean, I honestly, if it's not the Gophers, I don't know that much about the NCAA, even on the women's side. Yeah. Um and then Yeah, and then there's the D three games for both men and women. There's one D three game for both men and women. Yeah. Um but Go Beacons. Uh <laughs> uh Is there okay, so this is sort of tangential. But obviously there's division one, there's division three. Is division two a thing? I think because like collegiate divisions are arbitrary, it's not really a thing. Because like the big difference between D1 and D3 is that, like, in D1, D3 is club. you get scholarships, yeah. and D3 doesn't have, like, scholarships. But, like, it's just one of those things where, like... It says here that it hasn't been a thing since 1999. So they just sort of... Okay. Teams got bumped up, and teams got moved down, and teams folded. Yeah. Northeast 10 is the only Division Two team, and there's only, like... It's the only Division Two conference, and there's only, like, 15 members. Well, then I strongly feel like they should just call D3 D2. Including the College of St. Rose Golden Knights. <laughs> the uh, infamous College of St. Rose Golden Knights. Yes. Um, sort of great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find NCAA conferences to be very confusing because they differ sport to sport. Yeah. Like, I just... Or even, like, the men's and women's. Like, so the Gopher men's team is Big Ten, but the Gopher women's team, their conference is, like, WCHA. And then there's also the... Uh... 
there's also some schools that have both a D1 and a D3, like Boston University, uh, just offhand, because that's the one I was looking at earlier. Uh, I don't know, probably B- BC. Yeah, it's just like... <sighs> I find it, I mean, and part of it is just I've never followed NCAA, so I've yeah. never invested the time in actually learning um, the distinctions, but it just bothers me that, like, different programs from the same school will be in different conferences, and it varies in sports, by, by sports, and I'm just like, I don't know, too much information to remember. I guess after this rousing discussion where it turns out we do not really understand NCAA hockey I think it's time to rate the jersey. Yep. So, on a scale from Scion of great goaltending, Nick Vachon, to, I don't even know if he's a goaltender, but, you know, uh, to Savior of the Buffalo Sabres, Jack Eichel, and of my fantasy hockey team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. How, what do you give this jersey? Uh, let's go with Keith Kachuk uh, for reasons having to do with this year's out, uh, marquee outdoor game at Bush Stadium. <laughs> uh, Keith Kachuk is a former St. Louis Blue who is still very active with the St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis Blues fan community. Uh, his son, Matthew, dabs and is also currently a Calgary Flame, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> Keith put up a valiant show at the Winter Classic uh, alumni game, uh, despite probably being uh, fatter than team standards would allow, and that having been a reason that he was cut from the St. Louis Blues before. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like it's fitting. Uh, I don't think the uh, Blues alumni team would have been complete without Keith Kachuk, who dominated on that team in the later part of the aughts. So, yeah, Keith Kachuk for success in outdoor gamesmanship, I guess. <laughs> I like it. I think I'm going to give this a New York Riveters leading, sco- uh, leading scorer, uh, Rebecca Russo. Yeah. She's a former Terrier, and um, I just like her a lot. So I don't, yeah. I don't really have much more uh, to say about it than that. Like I, I this is a very but nice. But it does mean jersey. you like the jersey a lot. Yeah, no, I do like this jersey a lot. I think it succeeds in sort of everything it's trying to do. I think it's, um, I mean, it's it's a nice Boston jersey. It's a nice jersey in general, and it's the works well with the um, Red Sox uh, sort of design elements. And I just really like it. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, so you can find us uh, on Twitter at uh, Ugly Sweaters Pod. You can find us on Tumblr at Ugly Sweaters Pod. Uh, and in both of those places, you can find links to all of our episodes as well as, you know, additional uh, commentary and content. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at ADVS and Chem for, I don't know, thoughts on hockey and sports and science and whatever else uh i feel like you know tweeting uh and uh you can find joe at joe m quavis uh quavis is spelled c-u-e-v-a-s you can find me trying to find a job yeah that's a thing i have to do now (laughs) Uh, employment and gainful employment (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so 
please, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play. Uh, please leave us five star reviews and uh, five and actually like reviews on iTunes because it helps people find us. Um, and because we have great aspirations to be just a classic of hockey podcasting, definitely um, in the top four because I'm not sure we're going to be beat. Uh, we're going to beat biscuits anytime soon. So like, yeah, MBSW, so puck soup, biscuits, and the us. Right. That's so the thing. we want to be the top hockey podcast, not featuring uh, Greg Wyshynski or Dave Lozo. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think with that. Uh, we will leave you with the goal horn of the Boston University Terriers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.